So as we look at this issue of resilience and what does all of this mean in terms of producing students who can go out and function in, in the world that we live in today mm -hmm. and be a light for Christ, what does godly character even look like? Mm -hmm. we, we have people who need Christ in every facet yeah. of this world. It's not just in missions, and it's not just in Africa or Japan, although that's very important, but we need them in business, and we need them in nursing, and we need them in psychology, and we need them in the arts. With a lot of students being very confused by what they're hearing in the media, by what they're seeing on social media, which is a topic in and of itself, mm -hmm. and, and we could go on. So they're coming in saying, I, not all of them, I mean, mm -hmm. there's very few, but some are coming in saying, I'm really confused. We would rather have them struggle here with us. That's a great point. Than to throw them out yeah. and say, good luck. Yeah. Because then they're forever going to have a bad taste about Christianity in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. want to welcome you again to the Before You Quit podcast, where we want to bring courage and perspective when serving gets hard. And man, does it get hard sometimes. That's why we do what we do here on the Before You Quit podcast. My name is Mitch Schultz, and I'm the director of a ministry called Fruitful Vine Ministry, and I'm also your host for today and for every time these podcasts come out. Uh, let me tell you what is up for today. In several ways, this is a follow-up of our last podcast where I interviewed Gene Schrader on the topic of sexual identity, uh, but this is perhaps going to uh, be much broader uh, it's been intriguing to me to observe so many changes in the past decade alone, and I think I refer to this a little bit in our last podcast. And one thing in particular I'm still trying to understand what to do with, uh, how to wrap my own mind around it, uh, how my own, uh, what my own response should be, uh, what my role is with this, and the little bit that I do uh, for the kingdom of God. Uh, and, it, and it's this, so much of the training that we have for believers has been really to prepare them, prepare us, uh, to go out into the world to defend and present the gospel to lost communities. Uh, so really that is what the church is responsible to do. It is what uh, Christian institutions are uh, supposed to be doing. That's what they're built around. That's the mission. And uh, while, of course, this is happening, I know in our churches, but also in uh, Christian academic institutions, what we're preparing our people for, particular, particularly the younger generation, uh, which comprise uh, most institutions, academic institutions, uh, is far more complicated than it has been in the past decades. I know, for example, at my alma mater, Toccoa Falls College, which we will be focusing on a little bit today, and the person I'm interviewing. But here in, in this alma mater, the college in the town where I live, uh, in, in my generation, so this would be 30 years back or so, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, we placed high stress on preparing pastors and missionaries. Uh, but now, and I think this is really good actually, that there's a higher commitment to train all believers, regardless what they are studying, and what walk of life they're going into with an equal passion and call to represent Christ in all vocations. Uh, I think that's the role of the church as well, to equip people for works of service. They are part of our uh, community uh, to worship Jesus, to celebrate the gospel, but also, also to be sent out and, and to live out the, the gospel in whatever place God has put them. Uh, and this is certainly happening at, uh, again, my alma mater, Tacoa Falls College, as well as other Christian colleges and, and universities. So um, here's what we're going to do. I had the privilege recently to sit down with Dr. Uh, Bob Myers. He let me refer him to Dr. once, and the hammer came down. I just called him Bob. 
Uh, he is the president of Toccoa Falls College, and we sat down together to discuss this topic along with other challenges that uh, this college, other colleges are facing as the world is becoming increasingly secular and certainly less gospel-friendly. Uh, how do we prepare students who are going into that world, but also are influenced by the world that they are being prepared to go out into? I'm not going to introduce him uh, specifically here, uh, because during the podcast he does share a good bit of his own personal journey, uh, but you will find an extensive bio on him at our Before You Quit uh, website, www.beforeyouquit.us. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join me as my guest as I talk to Dr. Bob Myers in his office at the campus of Toccoa Falls College. Okay, I'm sitting here in the presidential suite. What do we call this, uh, Bob? Dr. Oh, Bob know. Myers? I don't know. Uh, the, pres- the president's office. Okay. Yes, okay. how's that? Yeah, I guess if it was a suite, there'd be like a room, a bedroom a lot or something. Yes. You've got your own restroom. I, I do. But let's, not get too, let's not get too personal here. <laughs> uh, thank you again for uh, being willing to do this. It's I know a pleasure. You're busy. Um, I, have, you, have you heard the kind of the motto of the school where characters developed with intellect? Uh, Back in our time, some people suggested if you change a few letters, it's where characters are developed with intellects. Well, that's pretty interesting because what what we've been really preaching mm-hmm. over the time I've been here is although the motto is developing character mm-hmm. with intellect, yeah. there's some historical documentation that the founder's wife preferred it to be developing godly character okay. with intellect. Okay. But in 1907, when the school was first developed, everybody knew character mm-hmm. was godly character. Yeah. But today we've been saying, in 2019, where we mm-hmm. are, uh, the world has too many characters. So we have to be careful, like you said, <laughs> yeah. and make sure we've been talking about developing mm-hmm. godly character yeah. with yeah. intellect. Well, I think the statute limitations over on this, but when I was a uh, first semester missionary kid attending the school here, uh, I was one of those characters. I, uh, they, we, we used to do artist series here, yes. so exposing yes. the students to art and culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an orchestra that had come, very well known, and I was sitting in the back, and I'd come from Malaysia the year before, a missionary kid, brought with me a little vial of a stink bomb, and uh, I broke it in the middle of the uh, artist series, and it disrupted the entire event, and uh, the next day they found out it was me. And uh, so I had to meet with the Artist Series Committee and apologize to them. I love and, it. And uh, so I'm not publicly confessing this to, uh, to everybody Well, listening. we have security standing by. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe yeah. that the statute of limitations mm-hmm. has expired mm-hmm. for that. So we, I, we I, can talk more after this. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> well, I, uh, I just want to get to know you uh, briefly, and then we want to get into another a number of subjects. Uh, I did ask some alumni to mm-hmm. turn in some questions. So when we get to that, it'll be kind of rapid fire. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but t- tell us briefly how you landed here. Uh, why did you move here? What does it take to become a you know president of a Christian college? It's sort of, for me. It's sort of interesting. I had no desire to ever be a college president. Mm-hmm. That that was not in my mm-hmm. in my target area. And I was on a website that a lot of Christian colleges use to advertise for faculty. And I was working at a school in Oklahoma. Okay. And, um, and I was making sure that the faculty hiring stuff was right and the mm-hmm. ads were right. And I saw an ad for Toccoa Falls College. And something just hit me and I couldn't shake it. Mm. And uh, I said to my wife, what do you think about Georgia? And she just laughed mm-hmm. because we didn't know anyone in Georgia. We're not from yeah. Georgia. And uh, I, I just could not shake it. And it's mm-hmm. sort of an interesting story. I'll tell you this. When I was having devotions about all of this, and, and 
I had gone ahead and applied mm-hmm. to TFC because okay. my wife said, if you're feeling something, it's the Holy Spirit telling you. So apply and mm-hmm. go for it. But I was having devotions. I was reading the first chapter of Joshua. And mm-hmm. in the first chapter of Joshua, four times, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I, it just hit me. And I said to my wife, I don't know what God's saying here. Is God saying, be strong and courageous because this job isn't for you, mm-hmm. but something else is there. You got to mm-hmm. get ready. Or worse, is he saying, be strong and courageous because you're going to get the job mm-hmm. and you better be strong and courageous because there's a lot that right. needs to be done. Right. Right? So I just tucked it away. And... Um, we ended up going through the interview process, and um, I was offered the position. I came on campus, and we were driving a rental car down along the road, along the creek, up towards where the falls is, mm-hmm. up towards Gate mm-hmm. Cottage. And there's a small cemetery up there, and I had didn't know anything about it. But as we got to the cemetery, I just felt a prompting to pull over and read the tombstones. Mm-hmm. So I said to my wife, pull over, let's read the tombstones. And she said, are you nuts? Mm-hmm. But we did. We pulled over. Mm-hmm. I walked directly up to the tombstone that happened to be the tombstone of the founder. Mm-hmm. And on it is the verse, be strong and courageous wow. for I'm with you always. Wow. And it was just sort of a final confirmation mm-hmm. that this was the place where God wanted us for this season. And you've been here how long now? This will end seven years. Okay. So July 1 begins year eight. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody brings with them a, a passion, a burden, and I'm sure you came here with a, a personal mission. How, how has that affected your leadership and uh, perhaps even adjusted or changed mm-hmm. some since you've been here. I think I think for most folks, uh, leaders have a lot of missions, mm-hmm. and sometimes we say, "What is your mission?" And there's yep. one, but there's yep. a lot. And one of the one of the critical factors for TFC is that in 2012, the institution was really suffering mm-hmm. financially. They were really really in a in a bad place. So uh, that was one mission: mm-hmm. make sure that TFC stayed solvent. It was mm-hmm. going. It was healthy, because the last thing that anyone wants, who's a Christian leader today, is a Christian college to close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially one like TFC with such rich history. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, God intervened in that. We're about to finish our seventh year in the black, and uh, it's been just a remarkable time to see what God can do. So that's that's been one mission: mm-hmm. make sure that the college is growing and healthy. The other is so really helping the mission of the college. Your role in leading, yes, leading that, yes. Good. And then the the other is. The other mission is for students mm-hmm. because we live in a really messed up culture mm-hmm. today. And we've got kids from broken homes. We've got kids who are suffering. We've got kids who are impacted by the media and the culture and they're making decisions Certainly. based upon that. Mm-hmm. So how do we make sure that we turn kids out of TFC that have a strong foundation in Christ? Mm-hmm. That's, so that's the second mission. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll set that up and we'll come back mm-hmm. to it after I ask another mm-hmm. question. Uh, I, I feel like it used to be that we uh, we would prepare kids to go out there to address uh, to know how to respond to the yes. to the needs in, in the in culture. Uh, but now a lot, as you mentioned, a lot of brokenness. A lot mm-hmm. a lot of these needs are are within the context mm-hmm. here. So uh, you're not just preparing students to go out and represent Christ with a solid foundation, but they're getting help here. Some yes. of them are struggling from the same thing. That's culture. Right. Is struggling with that's probably always been the case, but I think there's a much it's much uh, uh, there, there's more influence I think now from the culture and, I believe and that. Christian community. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. Um, my my tagline for this ministry is, in fact, this is this is my purpose. Before we started, I prayed, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I hope the outcome of this is to uh, to see this come about. But it's to give courage and perspective when serving gets hard. 
Um, and I'm, I'm curious how you see a, a Christian training environment like this helping uh, th- that to happen. You know, in other words, uh, teaching resilience in ministry. Now, I, I understand that you can only go so far because sometimes the best training is, you know, going through hard things. Mm-hmm. So you can only do so much academically right. or, or through community or personally. But what's the best an environment like this and coming from your leadership to... Uh, to see resilience in either vocational ministry or full-time ministry? Well, let me start by taking us back to our mission again, mm-hmm. uh, developing godly character with intellect. If you came on campus and drove to my office, you probably noticed a series of flags mm-hmm. that said, we believe in, and there's yeah. words that are out there. We have the same thing out in front of Warner Missions. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we said, if we're gonna really develop godly character, then what is godly character? So as we look at this issue of resilience and what does all of this mean in terms of producing students who can go out and function in in the world that we live in today mm-hmm. and be a light for Christ, what does godly character even look like? Mm-hmm. So we asked the faculty and staff to give us words that develop that define godly character. Mm. And we came up with a huge list of words to define what godly character mm. is all about, coming from scripture. And uh, the flag the big flags that you see are parts of those. Mm-hmm. part of that big selection of words. Yeah. So we want to remind students every day what godly character is all about and what that means and words like strength and mm-hmm. joy and hope and love and perseverance. And we can just run through the gamut of those words. Mm-hmm. But, but then we take that and take it a step further. And in the classroom, we really talk about what does it mean to be strong? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be courageous, those things that we talked about. And we bring in speakers who talk about those kinds of things and give examples of what it was like to serve where they were serving. And we're gonna we're gonna probably talk about this knowing you later on, mm-hmm. but uh, we used to be a Bible school. Yeah. And although we still are all about the Bible and all about scripture and our mission hasn't changed, we really have become a Christian liberal arts college. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is we, we have people who need Christ in every facet yeah. of this world. It's not just in missions, and it's not just in Africa or Japan, although that's very important, but we need them in business, and we need them mm-hmm. in nursing, and we need them in psychology, and we need them in the arts. So we are trying to have our students understand that they can be a light in a variety of worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I agree with that. I think there's, you know, back in our day, there was sort of a, a tier that if you were a missionary, it was the most godly spiritual mm-hmm. thing you could do. Pastor mm-hmm. would be next, youth mm-hmm. pastor next, and then everything else is uh, is less uh, less significant. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you figure most people that work in the in the secular field uh, are encountering people who don't know Christ, even right. more so than pastors are who are who are pastoring Christians. You know? sure. So I think that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we've we've created or, mm-hmm. or seen a, a balance there. Well, you know, look at our new nursing program. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think of the impact those those Christian nurses have mm-hmm. on people in hospitals yeah. all, all over the place. Who knows where they're going to turn out? Yeah. Our first class will graduate in May. Mm-hmm. They're going to end up all over the world. Mm. And what an impact they will have for yeah. Christ. How many students will be graduating? I think we're going to have about 22 nursing students. Oh, that's students. wonderful. Good. Mm-hmm. Great start. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. start. 
All right, I've had uh, some conversations recently with people, and even a number of the podcasts. Uh, I don't know why in this season I've been covering a lot of this. It's probably just where my head is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I've been exposed to. Uh, but, but really looking at a lot of the moral issues that once seemed you know, more prevalent yeah. outside uh, the, the church culture or Christian community. But now, as I, I indicated, even with a Christian school, a lot of these things are showing up within the community, and we've got to... Uh, know how to respond to that. You know, for example, uh, issues related to same-sex attraction, Mm -hmm. abortion, uh, the Me Too movement. There'll Mm -hmm. be a question later Mm -hmm. about that. Um, What have you observed? How does a Christian college address these things? I think the culture has damaged the whole Christian faith very much by what's constantly put out in media. So even if we look at the issue of same-sex attraction, Mm -hmm. that has suddenly become elevated. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is what everyone's talking about in the media. But sin is sin. Yeah. I mean, that is no greater sin than let's pick any of the other sins Mm -hmm. that that we could talk about. So I think we're coming today with a lot of students being very confused by what they're hearing in the media, by what they're seeing on social media, which is a topic in and of itself. And, and we could go on. So they're coming in saying, I, not all of them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's very few, but some are coming in saying, I'm really confused. You know, I don't know where I am on same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. I'm even wondering, am I attracted to the same sex? Mm-hmm. So the way that we deal with that at TFC is, is like this. If somebody comes in and they disclose that they're having those kinds of struggles, we sit down and talk with them and ask them, are they actively participating in that kind of behavior? Mm-hmm. If they are participating in that behavior, that takes it to another level. Just as at TFC, if you're participating in homosexual, I mean, heterosexual mm-hmm. sexual behavior mm-hmm. outside of marriage, you're going to be in trouble with this yeah. here. Yeah. So if there's behavior going on, that's a different story. But if they're just questioning who they are, what we try to do is to get them engaged with one of our counselors. And we have two full-time counselors on staff. Mm-hmm. And our hope is that if a student is struggling with an issue like that, we would rather have them struggle here with us. That's a great point. Than to throw them mm-hmm. out yeah. and say, good luck. Yeah. Because then they're forever going to have a bad taste about Christianity in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And and we would love to have, if they start as a freshman and they're struggling with that, whatever time it takes for us to talk through that issue with them. So that's what we're about. If somebody discloses that they're struggling with that, they're not engaged in the behavior, Mm -hmm. we're going to take the time to talk with them about that. Okay. I love that response. In fact, a previous uh, podcast I did, we actually talked about that issue pretty Mm -hmm. uh, uh, exclusively. And and Mark Yarhouse writes a book called Christian and Homosexuality. Mark was here, by the way. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent book. I think it creates a a great balance. Mm -hmm. It gives a great perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. I I appreciate that. I, again, I, I asked some uh, on the alumni Facebook page. Yes. I said, hey, anybody that has questions, uh, put them out. I got about 10, and I chose four or five of okay. those. Some of them overlap, so in a sense, I, I used all the, the questions there. And these don't have to be rapid-fire, because I think we have time to maybe spend on, on each of them. Um, how, how has the, the spiritual climate here changed in a decade now you could answer in the context of your seven years here mm-hmm. uh it could reflect culture i think you you could probably see you know there are generations of students that come you know four years and you're you're seeing a second yes. generation leave yes. now 
Um, I, I'm sure in your position, you get a pulse probably from observing, getting to know students, mm -hmm. but also hearing, uh, you know, professors talking about what they're observing. So, yeah, how would you how would you answer that? I, I think the uh, spiritual life of students here is even growing mm. from when I came. Mm. It's definitely not going the other direction. Good. Our students, for the most part, love Christ. Uh, they're all about developing their godly character. Mm -hmm. They're all about looking at how that integrates with their studies. I mean, I had a student stop me yesterday. She's graduating in May, and she <clears throat> is going to graduate school. And she's going to go where I went to graduate mm -hmm. school. So she stopped me and she said, so tell me, tell me about the professors. And, and she says, I know it's a, it was a secular school. Mm -hmm. uh, what are they going to say about Christianity? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was her question. Yeah. And she's facing these things. So the students are, are rock solid on this. They're trying to grow. Now, we have students who are struggling. Mm -hmm. We have students who, uh, frankly, some students will lie on their applications. Mm -hmm. You know, when it says, do you know Christ? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, or grandma filled out the application yeah. because they figured. Yeah, I think that's always place. been the case. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, if you come to chapel, and I would encourage if anyone is in this area, come visit chapel. Mm -hmm. You'll see our students worshiping God. You'll see them hands in the air. Mm -hmm. You'll see them praising God. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, I've been a few times. I yeah. certainly have observed mm -hmm. that. Yeah, good. Uh, this one is, is a little more personal. Uh, someone wanted to know what is the hardest thing you've had to face, and uh, they said the workplace. But let's just say in your in your ministry, uh, how did it, how did it affect you? How did you overcome it? So, in other words, maybe share briefly a. Uh, you know, a, a, a crucible, uh, you know, something that was disorienting hard that mm -hmm. impacted you, but also has shaped who you are and, and, and probably even qualified you better for what you're doing. And, and by the way, Esther is the one who sent that one. Bill was the one who sent the previous Okay. One. Well, I'll thank Esther for that. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. She's, she's my niece, by the oh, way. Oh, is she? <laughs> okay. Well, you can thank her. Yeah. One of the, one of the most difficult things I, I think, and I'm going to just confine this to TFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I interviewed here, I asked for five years previous of financials, five years of giving, five years of, um, of enrollment data, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And remember, the school was struggling. Frankly, the school had run in the red for the last few years before that. Yeah. So um, when I came in, my first day in the office, uh, the school was in the red by half a million. Mm. already mm. first day mm. day one and you realize and i think leaders struggle with this mm. i think leaders struggle with control it's it's a it's a deal with leaders you're a leader you think you've got to have the answer and you've got to fix it mm -hmm. and somehow you have to control it and through my life god's taught me sometimes through through medical issues mm. that i've got little control of anything wow when i started thinking about all of this issue of finances mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming because when you sit down and think, you're either going to be the person who helps helps the institution move forward, mm -hmm. or you're going to be the, in, the person who helps close the institution. Mm. And you start thinking, oh my goodness, what a tremendous weight. Yeah. But then you start going back and remembering that God is faithful mm. and that God teaches you. It's God's college. It's not the college of Bob Myers. Mm. You know, God has had been in charge of this place since 1907. Yeah. And I really, really believe that God does not start things and leave them hanging. Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest issue 
that I've learned is this issue of control. Mm. And in all my life, mm. this issue of you think you can do it all because you're the leader, but you, you, you realize and God will teach some very mm. hard lessons. So you're saying through through some personal health issues, mm-hmm. they, they become moments to be reminded that you're you're vulnerable, you're yes. dispensable. <laughs> you, you really are. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the other thing to remember uh, as a president is I'm a placeholder. Mm. I'm the seventh yeah. president, but there yeah. will be an eighth. Yeah. So, so I am here for whatever period of time God has called me to be here. And my mission that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. is to leave this place better than I found yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you're a steward of what God has given That's you. Right. Just like Corey Tim Boom says, she's learned to hold everything loosely. That's right. Because it hurts when God has to pry, that, out pry your fingers hands. open. Right. Yeah, you want to yeah. leave yeah. and not and let go when, when right. you leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Great. Uh, great answer. Um, another question here. This is from uh, Edie. Uh, I would like to ask, uh, where does he see TFC five, 10 years from now? And um, and then, yeah, this is this is an important question. In fact, I, I might want to spend a little time uh, to build on this question. But um, uh, she says TFC, TFC used to have more students that went to the mission field than any other alliance colleges. How many or what is the percentage of mm-hmm. students heading to the mission field, either medical, business, and education? I think it goes back to that, you know, historically. And alumni will probably reflect back, mm-hmm. maybe with some nostalgia of days where this was the you know, the sending base for missions, for pastors. You indicated that this is now a liberal art, you know, more of a liberal arts mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. school. Um, so again, two questions there. Where do you see five, 10 years from now? And how would you address this issue? And then I, I wanna, after you answer that, ask some questions in terms of how uh, you and, and maybe even what you're viewing the students, uh, how they are viewing um, the, the, the global needs of the world, the yeah. sense of responsibility out of the Great Commission to, you know, lostness of people and that sort of uh, those thing. Those are great questions. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, we still are one of the, the highest producing schools, alliance schools, mm-hmm. of workers for the alliance. Mm-hmm. So that continues. Okay. Okay. Good. So, you know, even as we look at, at this issue of, of being <clears throat> a Christian liberal arts college, <clears throat> that doesn't make us any less of wanting to get Mm-hmm. our missions people out mm-hmm. that just expands new doors for us okay so uh, we are still turning out and i don't remember what it is this year but over the prior years we have turned out more workers for the alliance than all the other alliance schools combined mm-hmm. so we have been really working hard on missions and have a stellar missions mm-hmm. area okay so you so continue you see that to continue that will in continue. the years ahead okay. i mean that is part of the great commission yeah you yeah. know, go into yeah. all the world. Yeah. Um, uh, so on on the other question, you know, where where are we in the next five, ten years? We developed a five year strategic plan when I came here in 2012, and uh, and we just ended that plan and just had a board approved three year strategic plan to take us through the next three mm-hmm. years, and we moved it to three because in five years we found that years four and five you're almost guessing too much, mm-hmm. so we wanted to have a nice compact three-year plan. Mm -hmm. So where we're really looking at is developing new programs. So this is a part of the five and 10 year, developing new programs. We develop two new academic programs every year Mm -hmm. for the last seven years. That's aggressive. Good. So that pushes the envelope for students who want majors. Mm -hmm. 
because students won't come to your school if you don't have what they, yeah. need, what they yeah. want. We also said we need to improve online. Mm -hmm. So our online has grown tremendously, and we now have several hundred students who are doing just online work. Mm -hmm. In fact, we have, I looked at the numbers yesterday, I'm, I'm going to be close, mm -hmm. all right? We've got roughly 50 online students graduating in May. Many of those students have never seen the campus. Our last mm. graduation, I actually had an online student ask me, do you really have a, a, a falls, a waterfalls? <laughs> They've never been here. Yeah. So that creates challenges mm. for us because we need to make sure that they get the same culture mm -hmm. that students are getting here yeah. online. Yeah. So that's a whole other yeah, broadcast. That's, that's okay. really interesting. Uh -huh. um, let, me, let me go back to the, uh, the, the missions uh, uh, mm -hmm. question there. Uh, and I've been... Maybe it's over dramatic to say I've been studying or been a student of of how people are are responding to the needs of the world and mm -hmm. and particularly in the, the the millennial generation. I know we pick on them a little too much. Uh, I've got two kids who are in their twenties still, mm -hmm. and and a lot of this comes out of dialoguing with them, but also observing what is happening across the landscape of of evangelicalism. Um, there's a there's a tremendous excitement and stress on. Uh, being involved in social justice of uh, the way I word it is the you know dealing with the plight of man mm -hmm. uh, and rescuing people out of poverty out yes. of sex slavery so a lot of students I'm even I know students even from here go to places overseas mm -hmm. if they're doing their interim uh, internship they'll be involved in things that a lot of it relates to social work and uh, so it's it's really dealing with the plight of man um, I, I sometimes wonder if what's lost and what's compelling or no longer compelling us uh, or those in this generation, but I think it's, it's affecting the church as a, in general, uh, that we're not compelled by the lostness of people. That, uh, you know, mm -hmm. missions has always been uh, about the gospel, the uh, Savior being offered to people who are sinners. And, yes. Uh, and Jesus is the Savior that rescues them. How, how do you, uh, uh, both are good, both are important, but if, if the, and, and I think this came out of a conversation that I had with some students mm -hmm. here last year, uh, where we talked about the lostness of people. And uh, I even heard of, you, you said that we can talk about anything here. Yes, I, I even heard I heard uh, someone share that uh, even in, in, uh, one of the departments that's preparing for ministry, that when students come here, they don't have a, a theology of the lostness of people. They're not convinced or convicted that people are going to hell mm -hmm. if they reject Christ. So here they are in the missions department, and yeah. we have to talk them into yes. you know, grasping yes. that. And, and again, this is a reflection of our society. Uh, it is a, it's a reflection of church culture that this yeah. is being talked about less, is being preached about less. Where is your heart with that? There, there are so many issues mm -hmm. surrounding yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them, I'll just start with this. To parents, be careful where you send your kids to college because you spend all this time working with your kids mm -hmm. and then you go to a secular school and nobody's talking about this. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're probably talking counter to this. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is oh wow, there's just so many, so many things on this. I think as a church, the church, mm -hmm. not a denomination, I'm not picking on anyone, but as mm -hmm. the church, we've done a terrible job preparing students today. Mm. I don't think we give them apologetics. Mm -hmm. I don't think students know why they believe what they believe. Yeah. I think they have their parents' faith. And when they turn 18 and come to college is a critical time because they're mm. deciding, will this faith be my faith or was yeah. it really my parents' yeah. faith? And I think as a church, 
we need to do a better job in youth groups and spend less time maybe playing games mm-hmm. and have pizza hour yeah. and spend more times with why do why is the Bible true? Mm-hmm. What's the scientific evidence? What's the historical evidence? You know, all of those kinds of things. So when somebody comes out of our youth group, they know truth. Yeah. You know, a buddy of mine, my old days, I was a police officer and uh, a buddy of mine worked for the Secret Service and we would talk about, you know, how do you how do you know when a, a, a bill is counterfeit. Mm-hmm. And he said, the reason I, I know that a bill is counterfeit is I've seen so many real ones. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I'd like our mm-hmm. students to be. How do you know when something isn't, isn't true? How do you know mm-hmm. when a professor is saying something that really has nothing to do with Scripture? Because you've seen truth mm-hmm. and you know what it looks like. And that's what we're trying to do yeah. here. So many of them are getting it here. They're not coming with it. Yes. That's, that's perhaps the biggest change from it's, from before. Yeah, it, and that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, and on the social justice area, we've really been trying to work hard on that area. Mm-hmm. In fact, we developed a brand new major a couple of years ago called Sustainable Community Development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, those students learn how to grow food and take care of animals mm-hmm. just to help people who can't, who yeah. have no food, yeah. who don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's a remarkable ministry. Yeah. Uh, we had our nursing students just came back from uh, Honduras, where they spent a week doing medical missions. And the you know the interesting thing about that is not only do the people in Honduras who need medical help benefit, mm-hmm. our students benefit. Yeah, yeah. They come back saying, "Oh my, what I've learned." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just so many issues. Yeah, there is. We could talk about this for yeah, a whole forever. hour. I just yeah. uh, again, I, I the 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 frustration for me is. Uh, is seeing sometimes an imbalance there that there's so much. Yeah, you can. It's important to rescue people from the plight of, mm-hmm. of their poverty and and condition, uh, but they also need Christ and and we're we're eternal beings and we need to hear the gospel. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, I think I I I know from our our denominations really working real hard yes. to maintain that balance. Yes. That one is a is a means to an end. Yes. And so. you know everything that we do. It, it, it really is pointless mm-hmm. for eternity. Yeah. If we send a, a nursing medical missions group out yeah. and they take care of the physical needs, exactly. but don't talk at all yeah. about yeah. the spiritual yeah. needs. Yeah. So rest assured when our mm-hmm. teams go out, mm-hmm. they're talking about both components. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone writes, uh, can your provost have a raise? Come on, Dr. Bob. Our provost <laughs> needs a raise. He is really a remarkable guy. He's starting to complain, though. I'm telling uh, you. That's, and, uh, that's Brian. That's and... Brian Shelton, if you don't know. And uh, he has he, he really is a remarkable guy. We were talking about, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop on this, but when sometimes it's easy for the president to say, I want two new academic programs mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, it's on his shoulders. It's on his shoulders to do. And yeah. he's done it. Yeah. So um, so I know that was a joke question, yeah. but, but yeah. thanks T- to Tell him you'll give him a raise. You'll have two people help him We'll help him. Up. We'll that's lift him up six That's the inches. raise. We'll yeah, but he's right. pretty tall anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, he asked, too, what spiritual and physical exercise uh, help you to preserve during tough times? It's a great question. It is a great question. And I would say it's the same answer for both of them. I run. Mm-hmm. Good for you. So my my physical mm-hmm. is I run. Mm-hmm. That's it gives me a chance. I, and I usually run on campus. Mm-hmm. So I put in my headphones. Yeah. Put in my. I'm a Southern Gospel guy. Mm-hmm. I like some of the oh those old things. Yeah. And, and then I run through campus. It gives me a chance mm-hmm. to look at campus too and see yeah. what needs to be improved and so forth. But from the spiritual aspect, I run. Okay. So. That's great. I, I love that. I, I try mm-hmm. to do everything to run towards Christ, mm-hmm. but with temptation, I mm-hmm. run away. Mm-hmm. And and I, I often think back to Psalm 1-1, mm-hmm. you know, blessed is the man who doesn't 
let's see, the progression is walk with the ungodly. Mm-hmm. Then it moves to stand. Mm-hmm. And then it moves to sit. Seat of scoffers. Yes. Yeah. So you get the progression. Mm-hmm. If you if you dance on the edge of sin, mm-hmm. if you're running by it, sort of looking, the next thing you do is you're standing, looking harder. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you do, you're sitting right in the middle of it. Mm. So if I could say anything to people listening to this, don't dance on the edge of temptation. Mm-hmm. Run. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there. That's a great answer. I love that. Uh, Lane writes, uh, how are the roles and goals of the college changing in light of today's changing culture? How are they remaining the same? We've talked about that Mm -hmm. probably a good bit. Anything you want to add to that? I I would just say this. And in many respects, it's like the church today. The message doesn't change. Mm -hmm. We're the same. Develop a godly character with intellect. Uh, As long as I'm here, we'll always be the same with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is all about it's two-pronged. We've got to develop godly character in our students and we've got to have them understand their discipline. Mm-hmm. That's why they're in college. When those two things come together, then when the, the when the spiritual growth occurs and the academic growth occurs, you get better husbands, you get better wives, you get better sons, you get better daughters, mm-hmm. you get better citizens, you get better nurses, you get better, you get that idea. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's just critical in everything we do. But the methods change. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the church. The message remains the same. Mm-hmm. But sometimes to reach people, the methods have to change. You know, in 1907, nobody had the capacity to do online. Mm -hmm. Nobody had the capacity to do dual enrolled. And we haven't talked about that yet. That's 11th and 12th graders doing college work. Uh, Four years, let me see, four or five years ago, we had three dual enrolled students. Mm -hmm. We have almost 900 now. Yeah, that's wonderful. What a mission. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That's really exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Back in 1907, doing it through Telegram would not have just been very wouldn't effective. have worked very well, would it? And even yeah. the mail wouldn't have worked really <laughs> yeah. well. So, All right. Eliz- so the methods change. Elizabeth writes, and this will probably be the last one, in part because of the Me Too movement. This mm-hmm. is going to be uh, again a good discussion here, and the failure of programs as the purity movement of the 90s and early 2000s. And I think I think I know what she means there. I'm not sure I I would agree that mm-hmm. there it's a it that it's was a failure. A failure. Yeah. Uh, our culture has started to shift in regards to how women are treated. As a member of an of a evangelical Christian and growing educational institution, how has TFC responded to these cultural shifts, uh, particularly in regards to how w- women issues are perceived and addressed on campus? Uh, let, me, let me ask a kind of a follow-up question that mm-hmm. might make it easier to answer this. Do you, do you see students sometimes um, uh, rise up and with a sense of entitlement sort of challenge and ask for rights or privileges or change or, you know, re- re- whether it's moral issues or women, you know, equality mm-hmm, issues. Sure. Cause that's showing up in it even some Christian institutions. Now I know there's a large one where this was a, yes. a huge issue. Yes. I won't mention yes. what school that was, yes. but you're yes. probably familiar with that. I am. It, you know, it's really interesting. We've, we've really been fortunate at TFC, uh, most of our students are more focused on sacrifice than entitlement. Mm-hmm. And that is a real pleasure to serve mm-hmm. in a place like that. Now, we'll get some students who, you know, they'll, they'll feel like they're entitled. And sometimes you'll see it on social media mm-hmm. and they didn't get their way and, you know, something happens. But, but most of our students, it's, it really is about sacrifice mm-hmm. and what they can do for others. Yeah. So I've been really pleased about that. Yeah, you know, so in terms of the Me Too movement yeah. and, and things like that, we're not having issues like that mm-hmm. here. You know, we do have, 
have legal issues we have to address under Title IX and some of those kinds of things. If there's reports of any type of sexual assault or those mm-hmm. kinds of allegations, but um, this campus is a very different campus. You know, and we believe in training people the same way. It's mm-hmm. not a women and a men's thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a God created you thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we go about educating yeah. our students. And, uh, you know, when we looked at the question five to ten years from now, what, uh, you know, what we'll have. I, I would not be surprised if, if the college gets some pressure down the decades. Yes. It, it probably depends which way the winds of politics are going to blow and if yeah. some of these movements are going to increase. But uh, And it's really interesting with whoever's in office. Mm-hmm. And not, not to name names or get mm-hmm. into that discussion, but sometimes if you get folks who are very liberal mm-hmm. serving in office, we get these what are known as dear colleague letters from the Department of Education mm-hmm. saying that what we must do, in fact, we had one uh, uh, when, when we had some prior people in administration that would have required us to share locker rooms with trans, transgenders and those kinds of things. We requested an exemption through the Department of Education. Mm. We're granted that exemption. And uh, now, under uh, more conservative administration, those have gone away. So it is, there is a flux on who's in office mm. and what's dictated mm. to That's a, you know Again, this is a, a pointed question. If someone who's transgender comes to school, it, mm-hmm. again, it could very well happen. It's yes. happening in other Christian yes. institutions. And uh, they want to be called you know, a different gender than who they are. They yeah. want to dress differently. Uh, is the school prepared for that? Are you well, prepared for I, that? I think we are. I mean, we've had students apply here who are uh, openly admitted mm. transgender. Okay. And uh, our question to them is, are you behaving in that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. In other words, I mean, just to be, just to be bold about it, yeah. are you having sex mm-hmm. as a transgender? Yeah. And, and the answer so far has been, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And with that, with that kind of an answer, then we have the discussion, you're not going to yeah. fit here. What if, what if they're not, but they're wanting to be identified as a different gender? We, we, we will not identify somebody different okay. than their biological okay. gender. Okay. I mean, if they're born male, mm-hmm. they're he. Okay. Okay. You know, we're not going to get into the culture of the day. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and we're just, that's who we are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Any, anything else you want to add as we wrap up here? I know one of the questions here was in regard to how the alumni can... Uh, maybe reach out better, or or how how the school can reach out better mm-hmm. to the alumni. But I, I, that's happening. I know the yeah. alumni yeah. department is really active. I mean, we we get a lot through email, Facebook. Uh, but anything you want to say, maybe to, to the I would alumni? say I would say two things uh, on that question. Remember, alumni, that it's not just the school that should be reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. Yeah. If you've got something you can offer to us in in terms of gifts that you possess, mm-hmm. in terms of finances, in terms of wills, in terms of mm-hmm. you name it, call us. Because sometimes, frankly, we lose track of alums. They move. Yeah. We don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. We can't even reach out to them. Yeah. So I would say always reach out to us. Come to homecoming. Call mm-hmm. and find out what's going on. And the other thing I would say to alums is is sometimes don't get sucked in on social media things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people do get disgruntled with the college. And you have to remember there's always two sides. So if you have an issue, call. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get vocal on social media and and badmouth to call Falls College, the school you love. No, it's a a good school. Yes. Uh, Do you know offhand how many have attended to call Falls College through its history? Uh, Close to 15,000. 15,000. Yeah, we have 11,000 living alumni. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah.
I hope they're all going to listen to this. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do. Well, it's, a, they, it's a great school, yeah, Mitch. It's, yeah. it's, it's the kind of well, school I, you want to send your it, kids. And it's good to see that you love it. You're excited yeah. about being yeah. here. You're enjoying yourself. Yes, very and much. And may God give you a fruitful, long ministry here. Thank you keep very running. much. Keep running. Thank you. Keep running. We'll keep running. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Before You Quit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at mitch at beforeyouquit.us. It's always encouraging when I do hear feedback from people. So do give me your feedback or write us if you have anything you want to talk to us about. So until next time, stay encouraged and be courageous because serving Jesus is worth all that hard stuff that comes with it. And remember what we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So until next time, stay encouraged.